Hello, uh, my name's uh, Fraser McDonald. I'm a delivery director for Datafest and project development manager. And uh, with me, I have Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, Fraser. Um, I'm Steph Wright. Uh, I am the director for health and well-being engagement at the Data Lab. Uh, but also, I was the program manager for the Cancer Innovation Challenge. Great. So, I believe uh, so. What we're going to talk about today is is specifically about the Cancer Innovation Challenge. So, the obvious question: if you could just uh, tell us what it is, and maybe just a bit about who's involved and who funded it and how it was structured. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, the Cancer Innovation Challenge um, can't be described in one sentence, but uh, ultimately, it was a one million pound project uh, that was funded by the Scottish government through the Scottish Funding Council uh, to tackle a grand challenge. Um, the challenge that was presented was uh, how we can improve cancer care and outcomes in Scotland, um, because ultimately, uh, Scotland's cancer care uh, cancer outcomes lag behind the rest of the UK, which in turn lag behind the rest of the world and no one knows this uh why this is uh it's not as simple as you know uh diet or social deprivation etc um so the challenge was how can we you know innovate with data to try and improve this um and the idea behind putting this challenge together was to get uh, several of the innovation centers in scotland to work together so uh primarily the cancer innovation challenge was led by the data lab uh but in collaboration with the Digital Health and Care Institute and Stratified Medicine Scotland. Great, perfect. And I was wondering if you give us a bit more information about the um, the structure of these projects and how, you know, what who was involved, what sort of companies and specifically what kind of challenges were they trying to address? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the Cancer Innovation Challenge was essentially a programme of activities, but at the very core of the programme were uh, two open innovation funding calls, um, which uh, w- formed two work streams of activity. Um, so the, the first one uh, was um, new approaches uh, and tools to record and integrate patient reported data into routine cancer care. Uh, so this uh, can be called PROMS and PREMS for short, but essentially it's a patient-reported outcome measures and patient-reported experience measures. So it's essentially, in addition to clinical data, you know, like your bloods, your scans, etc., this is data reported by the patient about how they are responding, how they are feeling, and what they're experiencing during their treatment. Um, the other work stream was around um, innovative uh, data science solutions to improve cancer care. This is obviously much wider, so it could have many applications using AI, machine learning, deep learning, etc., cetera, um, analytics. Uh, so those were the kind of two core work streams. So we had two funding competitions at the center of these work streams and a whole program of activities around it, such as workshops, hackathons, you know, uh, you know talks, etc., public engagement events. Um, but the way the funding uh, competitions worked, uh, we used a framework called the SBRI. It's a small business research initiative, and it comes from Innovate UK. Uh, and essentially, it allows for public sector organizations to engage the private sector to undertake R&D. Um, 
And uh, so we ran two of these competitions. Uh, they're phased competitions. So um, the first call that goes out is for phase one, which is essentially a kind of uh, developing an idea. Uh, you're pitching an idea and then you get some funding in first phase to develop that idea. And then those companies that awarded the first phase have an opportunity to uh, apply for phase two, uh, which is further funding for you to develop and evaluate your idea into a proof of concept at the minimum prototype if possible. Um, so yeah, so we, we took uh, eight companies essentially uh, through the whole, uh, across the two funding competitions. Great. Um, and so I guess I was wondering if you could give us a bit kind of kind of quite high level information about the companies that were successful. So the, I guess, through to stage two, uh, which companies got through and what were their projects? Um, yeah, so for the uh, patient data uh, funding competition, uh, we funded five companies through the first phase and two of them progressed to phase two. Um, one company is called My Clinical Outcomes uh, and it is a web-based tool uh, to help clinicians gather the data they need from patients uh, to improve their care. Um, and the other uh, company is uh, PX Healthcare, uh, who have created an app called Owise, a mobile app, and that was specifically to do with uh, breast cancer, and it's a patient experience app. Um, yeah, so so those were the two companies for that work stream. Um, for the Innovative Data Science Solutions uh, funding competition, we funded three projects uh, through the first phase, and one progressed through the second phase. And uh, that company is Canon Medical Research Europe, which is an Edinburgh-based company, and um, they uh, their project was about developing a deep learning-powered system to automate the assessment of a cancer uh, called malignant pleural mesothelioma, uh, which in other words is, is known as the asbestos cancer. Um, and uh, and they uh, are using AI essentially to automate the process of assessing how that tumor is responding to treatment using CT scans. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, a lot of no, stuff. Amazing. <laughs> and I guess we'll be hearing a lot more about those projects uh, in much more detail in, in other podcasts when we, as we bring them in and speak to them. So it'll be great to find out more about how they worked and what their outcomes were. Uh, what I'm interested to hear from you, though, is what was the greatest challenge for this? Obviously, this is quite a unique challenge, cancer innovation challenge, and what it was trying to achieve in that kind of combination of private and public sector. What did you, what from your experience do you think was the greatest challenge these companies faced as they went through this process? Yeah, I mean, the it's been, ooh, uh, almost three years since the challenge was launched in 2017. And I mean, one of the challenges was the, the kind of sheer amount of organizations involved in it as well. Uh, I mean, you know, it was a collaboration between three innovation centers, uh, all with, you know, different but similar remits as such. Uh, and uh, and then we had a whole range of partners as well. You know, we had the University of Edinburgh, we had the Health and Social Care Alliance, we had the Innovative Healthcare Delivery Program. Um, we have uh, NHS and National Services Scotland as well. And essentially, you know, it, it was a group effort to deliver the whole thing, uh, which in itself, as most people know, can have its challenges. Um, and then in terms of the companies itself, uh, you know, uh, working with patient data is a challenge. Uh, access to the data by commercial companies is a challenge. There's a lot of information governance uh, issues in place. Um, not issues, but essentially there are uh, frameworks and structures in place that isn't as simple as 
oh, we want to work with your data, uh, give it to us and we'll do something magic with it. Uh, so there's obviously, uh, very rightly so, lots of hoops that companies have to go through. And we had lots of companies that had problems with accessing data. Um, there's also in general about you know, the implementation of technologies in clinical service use. Uh, I could talk about that for ages, but I won't. Uh, but, but, you know, it, it is, um, the, the, there is, there is, um, in, especially in cancer, there is, uh, the patients, I understand, uh, overwhelmingly want their data to be used, but that doesn't, you know, kind of detract from the fact that it, they can't just be used. So there's a lot of challenges there. A lot of the activities we did was generally around the general conversation about the use of data in healthcare. Um, and there is huge potential in that area, uh, as you know, some of these projects have shown. Um, but, uh, you know, we're still a long way to go to make sure that everything works as well as it could do. Uh, but there's a, kind of a general movement forward on how we can harness the power of data essentially to improve healthcare for all, not just in cancer. Yeah, absolutely. I think a large part that, that strikes me in this is, as you hinted on there, was is there's a lot of work done on the public perception of the use of this. And mm-hmm. as soon as you kind of tackle that problem, the next steps almost become a slightly easier. Mm-hmm. But there seemed to be that the Cancer Innovation Challenge did a lot of work in its public engagement, making people aware of what's going on and creating podcasts like this mm-hmm. so that people know what was happening and what mm-hmm. some of the challenges were. But I believe, I mean, it was all to some success. I mean, we've had well, great success. We've had world firsts in this. Is that right? Yes, we have. Uh, we, I will let Canon talk a bit more about their project uh, in their podcast. The suspense. <laughs> the suspense. Uh, but they, they hit on something very exciting. Uh, their project was quite interesting compared to the other two final projects because theirs is a lot more early stage. Uh, but they have some, you know, really positive, interesting kind of uh, results to talk about. So I will, of course, let them talk about that. That. Um, with the other two, with my clinical outcomes and PX Healthcare, which of course you'll hear from them individually as well. Uh, but you know they've led on to you know bigger projects beyond the initial scope. Uh, they are working with more health boards than their initial pilot health boards, and um, and they're they've the work we've done through those projects have got lots of conversations going on. Uh, got a lot catalyzed a lot of conversations around how health boards can implement technology solutions um, because quite often it's not the technology itself that's the challenge it is the kind of surrounding challenges around uh, you know uh, implementing it in the clinical service uh, and you know we've we've kind of prompted a lot of those conversations with how the cancer innovation challenge has gone around things uh, Timelines for all the projects have been very short, and uh, that has prompted a lot of, you know, difficult, di- different ways of working within the NHS as well, um, which I think, you know, has resulted in key learnings for the health boards involved. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it was overall, you know, it was it was successful. We have great stories coming out of it, uh, which you'll hear about. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it was it was a, a it was an innovative approach to try and do something in this space. Um, you know, for example, it, it was uh, the, the using the SBRI uh, structure for funding. I believe it was the first time um, that it was a non-NHS or governmental organization running an SBRI. Uh, as 
people may or may not know the data lab is hosted within the University of Edinburgh. So it was the first time a university actually ran an SBRI. Um, so, so there was that. And, you know, other things, it's just, like I said, getting the conversation going around the use of data in healthcare, you know, uh, us engaging with commercial organizations, a lot of which have no idea how, you know, healthcare data works, you know, and also the concept that there is, although there is an entity as NHS Scotland, in Scotland, there are 14 territorial health boards. And those are the type of things that commercial organizations learned about and discovered and about how, you know, there are different types of levels of data sets, you know, there's national data sets, administrative data sets, but then there's also obviously local level, patient level data sets, and the different kind of regulations around access to each of those. So, uh, so yeah, I like to think that we kind of, you know, contributed to the conversation and maybe pushed it along a bit. Absolutely. I I think it's very, it's interesting when you know we work in a world where we fund uh, innovative projects, exciting ideas. But it's also great to take a step back and look at well, there are innovative ways to fund these projects, mm-hmm. and that's something that this has done really well. In what is an incredibly complex, sometimes quite slow moving, sometimes you know difficult to engage with community. Mm-hmm. This project's kind of just gone straight through it and said, right, let's try something new mm-hmm. to, to, to some great success. And I think um, the so my next question would be around you know what. What next? So what's the what do we offer as part of this as follow-up support to these companies? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we were always really clear from the start that it wasn't a, oh, you know, if you didn't progress to phase two, bye, thanks very much, you know, kind of thing. We still keep a dialogue with the, com- uh, with the companies that we funded and engaged with throughout the process. We, you know, we send them relevant opportunities, try to get them involved in everything. Um, essentially, you know, part of it was about trying to, you know, can create a community around the whole the whole challenge as well um so in, we're still obviously in close contact with the three phase two companies in fact there's still little bits of follow-on work that we have funded uh that have carried on um so you know for example i just came from a closure meeting of a of a of a trial of one of the phase two solutions um that they ran in uh, nhs greater glasgow and clyde uh, which wasn't their pilot health board um and you know all these we have a continuing relationship with them and with all their next steps we as data lab are trying to offer how we can help them move forward uh because you know it, it, the cancer innovation challenge it was never about you know fund that's it buy yeah. uh we we want to make sure that we kind of continue the support for the companies and also the health boards that have been involved uh, about how we can as data lab you know perform a role in how these technologies can be can be adopted uh, and obviously working with our partners digital health and care institute as well i mean a lot of the proms work uh, was very much in the realm of digital health which is perhaps not the core of data lab um, but through the cancer innovation challenge the data lab has been a lot more involved in that kind of world than we would otherwise um, so yeah it's just keeping the conversations going keeping the the kind of network of people going. Yeah, and I guess they, they, as a result of this project, have been brought into what is a very growing community that Data Lab support. And then they've got exposure to so many more companies and so many more people. Um, and so it's really a win-win for everyone in that sense. Um, I, my next question and my final question would be, what's next for you? I suppose the Cancer Innovation Challenge is, is now come to a nice close. Uh, what are you up to? Well, uh, 
you know, my, my, my new job title is, uh, you know, director of health and well-being engagement. Uh, so essentially, you know, I, I'm trying to kind of apply a more strategic program approach to how Data Lab deals with healthcare um, and health and well-being, sorry, uh, that obviously factors in social care as well, because uh, I think, you know, being the innovation center for data and AI, the Data Lab can bring a lot of support into, uh, you know, companies public sector organizations, NHS, uh, how they can harness the power of data and AI to improve their services, improve patient care. Uh, so my role is trying to, you know, see how we can fit into this. I'm really keen to align it with, you know, national health priorities, public health priorities, so that, you know, whilst not obviously discounting any innovative ideas that come out of nowhere, uh, but to make sure that we are playing a part in the wider wider world <laughs> of, uh, you know, health uh, in Scotland. Um, also, my other hat at the moment is uh, I'm leading on developing the AI strategy for Scotland. Data Lab has been tasked by the Scottish government to lead on this. Uh, so that's also a big thing I'm doing at the very moment. very exciting piece of work, large piece of work, but yes. exciting piece of work. <laughs> and uh, essentially, you know, the Data Lab, we proposed a process that is open and transparent. And, you know, uh, the approach to the development of this process is that the people of Scotland lie at the heart of it. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Perfect. And I'm sure our listeners will hear more about the AI strategy in time in future podcasts. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, perfect. Well, thanks very much, Steph. It's been really good. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> thanks, Fraser. <Razor. laughs>